many people in Berlin des uh, decided to get out of the, uh, the city, which was about to be probably very much involved in the war, and took their families out of town. My grandfather said, let's go to the east, we, are. we, we have a, play, a place where you can stay in, in the east and you stay there and wait till the war is over. My grandfather decided to go to a little uh, hunter's lodge uh, at the very far east of uh, in, in, in Germany. My father decided that, is, that was the wrong thing to do. So he took me and my, 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 my mother and went all the way to the west, nearly, nearly the border of Holland. And that, is, that, that little village is what's called Zotrop. So he, she, my, my father left us there and went on to, to go to Japan, which of course he didn't. Yeah. The Second World War probably killed a hundred million people all over the world. Uh, but at the same time, life went on in the most funny fashion in, diff in every single family unit. And we, we were one of those family units in which all that life went on. So let's get back to your dad, yeah, yeah. Uh, then the war ends. Right. So let me tell you, there, there he, in Bergen he got the radio message, okay, the war is over. Now he had a, sh a boat full of everything you needed to go for half a year underwater from Bergen all the way to Japan. At which time they said, so what do we do? So the crew took a vote and said, we can now, of course, uh, uh, just and, 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 and go into war prison here or, or we can just take our boat and go over to South America. And I think the rumor is that my father voted for the South America story. We never figured that one out. So the, the crew was basically divided into two parts. One part, go where you want to go, just, just uh, go, go to the street and get in the car and go home to Germany. And the officers had to stay behind. So my father had to stay behind to go into war prison. War prison was in England. So he took the boat and went over to Ireland, actually. So he, did he, he knew that he was going on his way to prison? Yeah. The first thing they had to do is take the boat and sink it off Ireland, which they did. With the mercury? With the mercury inside. Nobody knew there was mercury inside. I mean, they're probably still lying so there. It's it leaking, there. yeah. But after they sank it, then they... They got into a camp. And, yeah. and initially it was quite hard. He didn't know what it would be. I mean, keep in mind, most, uh, nearly everybody who went on to, into prison in Russia was killed. And, and the British were substantially more human. My father, after a while, got into a camp which was run by, an, uh, by a British person who had, was treated particularly well in the First World War. Really? And so now he was very by human the by the Germans. So he was very human with regard to running this, uh, this particular camp. And my father, while he was in, in war prison, got a full education as an elementary school uh, teacher and then still had some time left. They didn't let him go, go yet. So he studied half, a, half an education of, of law, all in war prison. He was 29. He was imprisoned, but he had a family of which he didn't know very much at all. I think mm -hmm. they, they exchanged two or three letters in two years. 
And that now my mother was sitting there. That, that little village, everybody was very friendly as a the head of uh, an, an officer. And then the war was over and everybody suddenly turned very unfriendly and said, you were the people who, who lost the war for us. I mean, and, and my mother, some others survived there. And I kind of seem to remember uh, my mom being all scared about lots of very deep motor noise of, of, of uh, planes throwing bombs. Do you think that's a true memory? Or yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think so. I can imagine that. Yeah. Because it was so, of course, my mom was uh, obviously would have been very uh, upset and, and, and nervous about it. And that, of course, trans trans translates itself onto a little boy. It does, yeah. yeah. It's traumatizing. Yeah. Okay. Then, then the war stopped. Okay. And, uh, and then, of course, she was not treated very well. The funny thing was that the Germans, when, uh, now where she was not the wife of an officer anymore, they didn't treat her all that well anymore. Human, very typically human, you know, and uh, then we lived a not that easy life. So my mom was basically living there, waiting for my father to appear somewhere, and that's where I started elementary school. And then she got the first letters, and she knew that he was alive, and that he, but he was still in, in war prison in. Uh, in northern northern England. She didn't even know. At the beginning, she didn't know. And there you were, a little. It all ended when I was two. And two years later, two years later, so I to this day can't tell the story. It's uh, very hard. You know, when you have to have to write write a an, an, an essay about your life at high, finishing of high school, that's what I chose to write about. That one day I was sitting on the ground in, 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 a, in a farmhouse in Lodrum when a car, a big truck came by and a whole bunch of people jumped off and one guy jumped off and was my dad. To this day. Yeah. It's probably your earliest memory. Right. It's your earliest ever memory. Uh, it was so impressive. And he must have been he must have been so big. Yeah, exactly. Such a big person. And suddenly there he was. A stranger, you know, my ma for me. So you didn't even know no. who he was? No. But su su suddenly he was and you might have been scared. Oh yes, oh yeah. <laughs> hey, I had my mom for myself, but there suddenly the stranger comes. <laughs> uh, and my um, my uh, now, what happened? Um, my father said, "Okay, now I'm here." He actually got the exam for an elementary school teacher, and so I day after tomorrow I can start teaching kids. And my mom looked at him and said, "I did not marry a, a school teacher." And so, and, and, and my father went, every week he went from Zotrum to Hamburg, where he studied law, finished law, and then later on he got, there is something which only very few, very, very few universities do, a doctorate in law. 
and he was uh, and became a specialist in pension plans for, for corporations. And then at some point we moved to Hamburg. What part of Hamburg did you move to? Into a four-story high, one of those Backsteingebäude in Hamburg, Hamburg, which is in the eastern part of Hamburg. And that now, at that time, there I met two people, uh, Heiko. Heiko and Sorry. Michael. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So that's how that kind connects. Amazing. Yeah. Uh -huh. Okay. So do you remember what kind of place you lived? Was it a? Yes. Was it a? It, it, it was. You know the German way that you always have a dealer, a, a room where everything comes into. Mm -hmm. There was a dealer and two two bedrooms here. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and uh, a pretty simple, but we had a place to live. Mm -hmm. And what was your most colorful memory of, like, what kinds of games did you play? Uh, us three, uh, uh, Michael, Heiko, and me, uh, decided to build up a community oh, which had money. Which had ownership. You owned a car, and you can buy it, you can buy it from somebody else. We basically invented a society. Did and you have a name for your? Yeah, the, the Viking Club. Viking was the little cars were called the Viking cars, and so we were the, the, the Viking club, club. And if you ask Heiko today or Michael. Uh, and, and what do you know about the Viking club? You have you will open the flag there, like like right now with us. That was our, we ran that till seventh grade, the Viking Club. And the reason why I never ever really developed much friendships in Hanover was because I was really, I belonged to the Viking Club in Hamburg. And I, and I, I, I didn't fit, I was in, in Hamburg was my, where I lived. Was it just the three of you in the Viking Club? Yeah, uh -huh. the whole time. Just the whole time. Oh, no, we got we, uh, once uh, we got a couple other people in, and it didn't work. I mean, <laughs> so we, we were just paid. And we also found out that you know, if you can uh, have a central bank where you can print money, it doesn't work either because you just. Uh, I remember one weekend I was just doing nothing else but printing, uh, writing down little things which were 100, 100 marks, 100 marks. Uh, I actually built up my wealth by just writing a lot of <laughs> And so that didn't work, so we had to come up with something else. You know, we actually... Had a society, were there laws? Oh yeah, uh, rules and everything. And then we stayed in Hanover till 1965. 1960, my father, just when he got to the point where he really would have gotten into a very interesting job, they offered him the presidency of an insurance company. That's when he caught pancreatic cancer and died. What do you think your father thought of the Nazis and Hitler? I believe that he didn't think very much of it. He thought much more intensely that he would get a, a good career in the Navy. Mm -hmm. uh, there, and, and that certainly is not the case of many of our friends we had. I mean, we had, we had people who uh, 
the most horrible, horrible, horrible evening, which I never forget. Some good friends of ours, good friends in Hanover later on, were with us the night my father died. And she, we were talking about uh, 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 Jews and stuff like that. And she so totally was out of, out of, I mean, she was stupid. So I started a fight. Because keep in mind the night of my father's death. I said, you are absolutely full of it. This is, and, and, and basically had, had a very, to this day I remember this very aggressive stance of mine feeling emotionally like crazy. Somebody was coming up with all that Nazi shit. She, I, I wouldn't let her do that. I was just went after her. Because, you know, I was emotionally already raw. So I just, when she then came up and said, you know, Jews, they always only give business to themselves and they, they are taking advantage of the financial system and blah, 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 blah. You know, all, and Trump, Trump, Trumpish bullshit, you know. And, um, what year was this? 60. I stayed at home and lived with my mom. I want to go to the move to Hanover. Yeah. So were you sad to leave? Oh, yes, absolutely. We tried to visit each other, which was too difficult. It was really far away, 100 yeah. miles. I know. That felt like... Yeah, like another world. Yeah, right. Yeah. So we, we, were, we were basically totally, totally insulated. No telephone. Yeah. And so that's when I lost, lost all my friends. And some others remained in a friendship thing with Heiko and Michael. Now, Michael is Catholic, and so he went to a Catholic school. Mm -hmm. Heiko went to the school where I would have gone. If you had stayed. If I would have stayed. I, I went to a standard uh, public high school in, in, in Germany, and the high school had a, every year they gave a book to the, the top high school student. And uh, that means in, uh, through high school, there are three years of high school, there were three books to be given uh, at the end of the uh, end of the year. I got uh, two of them. Uh, in other words, I wasn't even quite aware that I was kind of on the top of the of, of, of the really? of my high school. Yeah. So let, I'm interested in asking you what your favorite subject. What is your? Uh oh. Hi. Oh dear. Uh, the answer is yeah. There was no question of what I was interested in. There was only one thing I was interested in, and, and that was mathematics. Really, from the very beginning. very beginning. Okay. So what is your earliest memory of arithmetic, of, of numbers? I remember asking my mom, give me more numbers, I want to add more numbers. I was six years old. Mm -hmm. Do you remember what you loved about numbers? Memory? No, it's it, it, just the logic of it somehow that I just absolutely loved it. Mm -hmm. uh, you, you know, uh, 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 Michael uh, wrote everything about, uh, at some point, about us three. And he said, uh, everybody, I was driving everybody crazy because when we had anything to do in, in school, which we had to do, I was done with it, it was, in, it was in no time, and then I made everybody mad because I was talking about something else. Mm -hmm. I want to get into this idea of a, ch of a young child yeah. 
understanding the beauty of numbers and whether you could actually feel, I remember when I was little, I remember feeling my brain change a little bit when I would understand something about math. Yeah. Could you actually feel your brain? Oh, yes, very much so. I mean, so I, can you describe that? You know? No, it, it was just that things became very clear very fast. Katie, during most of the high school days, I never thought of myself as anybody particularly special or bright because I wasn't good in sports. And oh. sports was the, was the judge. I mean, you know the joke about my graduation in graduation in Germany. Everybody gets a, a mündlichen oral test, uh, except for a few who get as a prize that they don't have to go to the oral. And uh, I didn't have to go to the oral as a, as a prize. The physical education teacher came to me in those days. They said already, Mr. Preuss, Mr. Preuss, I just want you to know, I've given you a. D in sports because your grades are so good and I didn't want to have an F in there. Oh wow. Yeah. So tell me more about feeling low self-esteem vis-a-vis sports. I think my mom didn't understand how to and, and enthuse me about sports whatsoever. Mm-hmm. I mean uh, there's so many things I could have done. Like for, uh, I, I don't know why, why I didn't try any sports. I didn't try any sports. She, because she... She didn't uh, 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 encourage it. And your dad had already died. Yeah. Uh-huh. Also, also before, when my dad had to build a career and was very busy, right. it would have been my mom. Did he teach you how to throw a ball? No. Yeah. Never. Never. And that's tough on a, a little boy. It was... a. Music was different. I mean, I, I was I was ended up playing the playing the drums, doing stuff. But in 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 sports, I don't know. I don't know why I was so totally uninterested in. And I mean, it's hurting me now because I really should do exercise and I don't. Well, then you lived in your head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You were very much a, a brainiac. Uh, uh, and also, I I I, I did get uh, acknowledgement, like for example, in in, in certain mass um, things, I gave the, my class a lecture the day before uh, about what what we will be tested the next day. I was giving that lecture. You to, were the TA. I was a TA. <laughs> oh my! In yeah. in high school. In high school. And did you not understand why the others? didn't grasp it as quickly as you did? No, because I, and I, I, I did feel inferior because they were the stars. The sports stars? Sports stars. Wow. And did they make fun of you? No, but they didn't choose me when they, when they made a team. They needed two teams to fight each other. I was not chosen. Like I remember one thing where and, and we, we, everybody got their grades, so everybody had to run a hundred meters. Um, when I had to run a hundred meters, one of them ran backwards in front of me. Took <laughs> really good for your ego. And what was it that, when your dad was still alive, what made him proud of you? I'm sure my father was very proud. And something happened. I remember it's just wonderful. When I was about 15, I think it must have been. I suddenly caught on to go. And when my father came home at night, he said, okay, want to have a game of go? You, you know that, that big wardrobe in our bedroom in, in, in La Jolla? 
on top of it was a go-board. So I cl climbed up there, got, got the go-board uh, go down, and my father and I, uh, I played, played a game of go. And that was until he died. Till he died. I mean, that was our our common. Until he died, really. Yeah, yeah. Every night. Uh, yeah, pretty much every time we had a chance, we played go. Not chess. And did did you understand what an exotic thing that was to do? Yeah, in a way. I mean, did he explain to you? Okay, I learned this from these Japanese guys, and it isn't really a German game. Yeah, probably not very much. But do you, and do you know where he got the go set? From the Japanese, did they give him? No, a no. What they did, they got a, a broomstick and cut it into little pieces. No. Yes, and and threw uh, half of them into black black ink and uh, another not in black ink. Wait, who got the broomstick? Uh, in in war prison. Really? And was that the set that he brought home? Uh, somehow, yes, it ended. So that you, is something. You had go pieces made of a broomstick. Yeah. And you remember it? Yeah, I remember it. I had a. Uh, a a model building shop, basically, where I built models out of out of cartoons. Uh, you, uh, I, I did all kinds of stuff like that. I was not 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 interested, but that stuff didn't interest me. You mean you built models? Out, there was there is something which they have in Germany that you cut pieces out, you fold them in some fashion, mm -hmm. very compli complicated. Mm -hmm. I mean, there are just hundreds of pieces, and then you built a, a model about this size mm -hmm. with all kinds of needles. I loved it. I, mm -hmm. I, I built, I don't know how many of those. So you loved puzzles. Yeah. And how old were you when you kind of understood that you wanted to do something math related for the rest of your life? I don't know. I remember one thing shortly before the end of high school. Uh, my math teacher, whom I loved, that was a uh, Yakish. Uh, first, first name I don't know. It's the last name Yakish, and he 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 also had only one leg left after the war. That means he was uh, walking a little bit funny. And whenever I walked with him and talked about something, after a little while, I was in the same rhythm. <laughs> Very embarrassing, but uh, <laughs> no. Um, he asked every one of us, uh, and, and, uh, during a class, he whispered to, to, to every one of us, so what would you like you, uh, me to, to, to test you on? And you go into the Mündliche, and uh, what area of mathematics. And instead, I remember, instead of t him telling one of the things which he taught us, I said, you know, I'm really interested in the fact that if you say two times two is four, if you say two plus two is four, uh, and, and, and I, I basically laid out a, 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 a somewhat alternate uh, algebraic rule set. And, and, and so, so how, uh, how can you extra, extrapolate that one? So I basically taught him about another idea. And did you understand that you had a very sophisticated grasp? Yeah, but it, yeah, it, uh, also one of my school buddies was similar, funnily. Stefan Timmer, later on we became very good friends in the college, but during high school we were competing like hell. Yeah. And uh, so when there were two ways to do something, he did one normally and I did the other. And, and, uh, but this was what I, what I loved to do.